Hey, Cody here, and I want to talk to you today about what do you do if you've got a partner that is not participating in this? What if you've got a partner that doesn't want to participate in the uh, the recovery process, and they're just difficult? What do you do about that? Well, there's a lot you can do, and we're definitely going to cover that. I've got a lot of phone calls and had a lot of questions about my partner doesn't want to participate. How do I overcome this? What do I do? Well, here's the thing, right? The first thing we've got to understand is like your situation is your situation and we have to deal with the hand of cards that we've got right now. If your partner's not willing to participate, then they're not willing to participate, right? So the only thing you can do at that point is really to progress forward and work on yourself and work on the marriage by yourself. And there's a ton of stuff that you can do to make the marriage work working by yourself. Because here's the thing, right? If you're in the situation where your partner really doesn't want to participate or they're stonewalling you or they've just checked out uh, either physically or emotionally from the relationship, that's fine because here's the great thing. People respond to behavior, they're not responding to you. They haven't checked out because they don't want to be around you. They've checked out from certain behaviors. They don't want to be around certain behaviors. They don't like certain behaviors. They can no longer tolerate them. And the secret really is to identify what are the behaviors that people don't like? What are the behaviors that your partner is not liking? And to remove those behaviors from the relationship and then to figure out the behaviors that are attractive and that attract people and then start to implement those into the relationship. So how do you work on the relationship? How do you save the marriage? If your partner's checked out, you have to understand what behaviors are attractive to them, what behaviors are unattractive that's repelling them, and, and get rid of the bad behaviors, get the new behaviors in there. Now, this is easily demonstrable if we take an example, like let's say we go to the grocery store. Is there a way when we're checking out that we can really annoy the person next to us and make them very unfavorable and make them not want to help us at all? Of course there is. We can insult them, we can call them a name, we can tell them that they're taking too long, we can be impatient with them. There's a lot of behaviors that we can do that are going to upset that person and make them not want to help us or stand next to us in the line. And we know this, right? It's very easy. Any of us can go out and we can upset somebody right now. That's very, very easy to do. But on the flip side of that, we could also go to that exact same person and we could have given them a compliment or we could have offered to help them or we could have done something nice or we could have been our behavior could have been different, right? It could have been more agreeable and that same person would have behaved and responded to us in, in, in a completely different way. And the same is going on in your relationship. That person in the grocery store is not responding to you personally. It's not that they don't like you or they like you. They're actually responding to your behavior. That's what they're responding to. And all you got to do is figure out what behaviors people respond to and have more of those and what behaviors people don't respond to and get rid of those and your relationship will start to change. I'm going to say it again. If your partner is checked out, they're checking out from a behavior or a series or set of behaviors. They're not checking out from you personally. Now, here's the thing, right? People go, well, I've tried to do this. I've made changes and stuff like that and it hasn't really worked. Well, the chances are if your partner's checked out either emotionally or physically right now, this behavior has been going on for a very long time. It's probably not something that's just happened. You haven't behaved in a way or a behavior hasn't crept into the relationship overnight and the person's gone, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm out of here. It's been going on for a long time and chances are they've been trying to let you know that they don't like that behavior and they've been giving you signs either verbally or through their behavior that they don't like it. And 
quite possibly they've asked over and over and over again for the change uh, for the behavior to be changed and it hasn't so understandably so these your, your partner is going to be skeptical at this point i spoke to someone the other day a, a client and they said well i've changed my behavior yet nothing's changed it's like well this is like saying I've been overeating for 10 years and I haven't been exercising for 10 years and I'm obese now and I changed my diet and I changed my exercise and nothing's happened. It's not working. Well, how long have you done that for? I've done it for a week. Well, exactly. Nothing's going to happen. It's taken 10 years to get into this situation. It's going to take some time to recover. And it's the same in your marriage, in your relationship. If you've if there's been problems for an extended period of time, if you've been exhibiting behavior or they've been exhibiting behavior for an extended period of time, it's going to take more than, hey, I've changed my behavior now or I've changed now. There's history there. And you have to overcome that history. The only way you can do that is to continue in the new behavior for an extended period of time to where they can actually start to see that you're changing. And it's not a case of, I'm telling you that I've changed. It's like, well, it's, you're a day late and a dollar short on that, my friend, right? It's like, I'm not listening to you because you've told me you're going to change before and I haven't seen any changes happen. So you're going to have to show them that you're willing to change or that you have changed and you're going to have to demonstrate that for an extended period of time or they're going to have to see that. And this is not a trick or a gimmick or something like that. This is just not something that we do just to get the person back. You have to genuinely and legitimately change the person that you are right now and I'm, I say this with all love I mean this in the nicest way possible the person that you are now is not going to be the person that is able to restore this relationship when I was having major issues in my marriage I had to go into my bathroom look myself in the eye and go you are fired Cody you are fired from being the CEO of your marriage you are fired from being the CEO of your life I've given you control and this is what you've done you've made a mess you are not the person who's going to turn this around. And I had to upgrade myself. I had to make changes to myself. And it was over a period of time where my wife could start to see the fruit of the new and improved me, where things really, really started to reconcile. They really started to turn around very quickly because she could see the change was there. I wasn't telling her that I was changing. I wasn't telling her that I was making changes in my life. She could see it. If you want to know what's going on in your relationship, it's not the fruit. If you, if, it's the fruit. It, you have to look at the root, right? You have to look at the root. The fruit is caused by the root. And if you want to change the fruit, you have to change the root. You have to reprogram your mind. And we're going to cover that. We cover that in the uh, in the reboot your marriage five day event. We have a whole section, a whole day dedicated to what to do if your partner is not cooperating and the behaviors that you need to engage in and how you can start to turn that around. Because here's the next thing, right? What you have right now, let's say, is a level seven problem in your marriage. If your partner's stonewalling you, if they're blocking you out, if they've left the relationship or checked out, let's say that's a level seven problem. And if you're looking at this and you don't know how to deal with that, you don't know what to do, the problem is that you are, and I say this again in love, you're a level five or a level four or a level six person. The problem is bigger than you right now. And a lot of times people will come to me when I work with them and say, how do we reduce the level seven problem to a level four problem because I'm a level five person and that makes it manageable for me? How do we make the problem smaller? Well, that's not really a great question, right? That's not the best question. The best question is, if, if I've got a level seven problem, how do I become a level eight person? Because the bottom line is, 
when you become that level eight person, then the level seven problem isn't gonna be an issue anymore. It's not gonna be a problem and everything below it is that way. And we can see this as we go through life, right? I've got a two-year-old and if he doesn't get the TV show that he wants, if one of his brothers put another TV show on, which is a level one problem, he just loses his mind. He just loses it because he doesn't have the emotional control because right now he's a level one or a level zero person, right? He has no emotional control He's a level zero person and he has a level one problem, which is TV shows been turned off. So he just cracks it. He just loses his mind. And it's a problem that he cannot overcome. And he just blows up and screams because he can't overcome the problem. Well, if we fast forward just a few years to where I've got a four-year-old as well, when the same thing happens now, when one of his brothers change the TV show and it's his turn to watch the TV show, he'll come and get me or he'll talk to them and say, hey, it was my turn to watch the TV. Or he will do something where he will respond to it with a much more sophisticated level of emotional intelligence. Now, it's the same level one problem, right? It's the same nothing problem as far as we can, we're concerned. The TV show has been changed, but he's gone from being a level zero person to a level two or a level three person. So that is not a problem for more for him anymore. He doesn't freak out. He doesn't just crack it when that happens. And we can see that as we go through life. When I was a teenager, when I, when I was in high school, I had pizza face. I had acne all over my face. And it was like the end of the world, right? It's like I, I just thought that was going to be the end of the world. I didn't know how I was going to make it. But the thing, again, is that was a level four problem and I was a level three person. As we move through life, that wouldn't be such a problem anymore, right? Because I'm no longer that level three person with a level four problem. I'm a level seven or level eight or level nine person. So this is the key to all of our problems. This is how we make the, the estranged partner come back. And this is how we work on the relationship. Because when you get better, everything is going to get better. And I'm telling you, like with my wife now, some of the things that she's seen, and she even makes these comments now because this is an ongoing process. I've been working on this stuff personally for a better part of 20 years now. And it never, ever stops. And my wife just mentioned to me the other night, we had, uh, we had some friends over and they were a bit disagreeable and they were disagreeing. We had a conversation and they were disagreeing with a point of view. And at the end of the night, she goes, you really handled that well. You really were non-reactive to it. It really didn't bother you that they were disagreeing with you. Whereas a few years ago, you would have wanted to fight with them. And tonight, I noticed that you were more interested in keeping the peace of the house and you were more interested in keeping the atmosphere of the house than you were being right and winning the conversation, winning the debate. That is where she is starting to see the change in me and she's starting to comment on it. I don't have to tell her that I've changed. I don't have to tell her that I'm working on myself. She's seen it, right? And this is an ongoing thing that goes on in your marriage, day in, day out, forever and ever and ever. And this is how you restore the relationship or have the very best chance of restoring the relationship if you're working on the relationship by yourself. Because again, a lot of the problems are gonna be Maybe you're a little bit too reactive. Maybe you cause some problems in the relationship, right? Maybe maybe you escalate situations a little bit. Maybe you have some uh, challenges that if those issues were removed, if you became, if let's say you're a level eight person right now, if you became a level nine person, maybe you wouldn't be so reactive. Maybe you wouldn't bite on all of the, the bait that's thrown out there to start a fight, all of that stuff, right? So a lot of this can, can really make a very big difference because when you start talking to your partner, which you're inevitably, inevitably going to do at some time, even if you're estranged, and they can see that you're not as reactive as you once was because you've worked on that part of yourself. You're not as volatile as you once was. You now decide 
to make intelligent emotional decisions about how you're going to react to situations instead of just blowing up uncontrollably, they're going to look at you and go, what's going on here? Things have changed here. Things are different here. And they're going to start to be drawn back into that relationship. And again, you've got to look at your situation. If they've left, then this is this is it. This is what you've got to do. You can't say, I don't like this or this is not what I want to do. You don't have any other choice. This is the only thing you can do at this point is to work on yourself and start to attract that behavior to pull the person and draw them back to you. So again, we've said this before, that you can't pursue the product directly. You can only pursue the process. And that's what we're talking about here. The restoration, uh, restoring your marriage, getting a partner to come back, you've got to focus on the process. You can't just focus on the end product being the restoration. So the question you have to really ask yourself is what would have to happen? Who would I have to be? What environment would have to be present for a restoration and a healing to take place here? That is the ultimate product, right? That is what you want is that restoration and the partner to come back. But then the question becomes, what is the process in creating that environment? I've used the example before of creating ice, right? If you want ice, which is the product, you can't just go directly after the product. You have to understand the process and the process is a sub-zero environment or a freezing environment and water, that is the process. You have complete control or you have a lot of control over the process, right? If you understand the elements that go into the process, then you can take take charge of that and you can take control of that and you can start to bring those elements and you can start to work towards the end product. But you've got to understand marriage restoration is all about the process. It's not about the end product. What is the process? What environment needs to be present in order for my partner to come back? What do I need to be in order for my partner to come back? And what is the process to develop that? And again, it's going to come down to really being brutally honest with yourself and saying, hey, I need to work on myself. I say that, I look at that all the time. And and when my marriage was in trouble, I really, really had to look at that and say, hey, I'm not going to blame my wife for what's going on here. I'm not going to blame my parents for what's going on here. I'm not going to blame society or the people around me for what's going on here. I'm going to look at myself and I'm going to say, I need to improve. I need to grow. I need to get bigger. I need to get better. And that is an area that I have the full ability to take control of. That is an area that I have the ability to take action in and to really start to improve myself and to make a big difference. And ultimately, that's all we have, right? That's the only area of influence that we truly have. It's the ability to influence ourselves and it's the ability to change ourselves. And I'm here to tell you that a lot of times that is what it's going to take. It's going to be improving yourself to where you become big enough and strong enough and healthy enough emotionally to be in that marriage and not be taken needily from the other person. And that's it. That's it for me. That's what I want to share with you here. So ultimately, everybody we work with, we're working with individuals. Everybody. We work with both couples. I had a call the other day and the person asked me, Who, who's your target market? Who is this for? Who do you work with? And is it couples or is it individuals? Who is it? And the answer is really it's couples and individuals, but it's ultimately just individuals, right? Because a couple is just two individuals and both of those both of those people, both of those individuals within that couple have to work on themselves. If you want to see ultimate success in the marriage, it's not a case of how do we work together as a couple. That As a couple, there is an element of that, of course, but ultimately it is we've got to work on ourselves. My wife has to work on herself as hard as I work on myself. And then once she's 
in a place of emotional security and she has a high level of emotional intelligence when she has more self-control when she has the ability to respond to situations instead of reacting to situations and when that happens with me too when i'm in a position now to where i can look at a situation that's going on in our house and i can choose to respond to it instead of going or instead of just reacting to that situation and causing a blow up not too long ago right just not very many years ago at all something would happen at our dinner table or something would happen in the evening or something would happen out and about with my wife and I would not have the emotional intelligence to choose how I was going to respond to that situation. I would just animalistically in my animal mind, in my unsophisticated, emotionally unintelligent mind, just react to the situation, even knowing that it's going to cause a problem, even knowing that it's going to cause a horrible atmosphere within the house and within the home. And I'd react anyway because I didn't have the emotional control. It would cause a firestorm, right? I'm sure we can all relate to that. Whereas now I can be in that exact same situation and I'm able to step back from it because I'm, I've, I've upped my game. I'm a bigger person now. I've worked on myself. I can look at that situation with the emotional intelligence of going, okay, if I, if I react this way, it's going to cause this outcome. And if I react this way, it's going to cause this different outcome and I can go even though it would feel good for me to blow up right now even though it would feel good for me just to bite back and snap at her that's going to cause a much much bigger problem and I have the emotional intelligence to respond to this situation not to react to this situation and if you and your spouse are, are working on yourselves simultaneously to where you ultimately have the ability to react uh, respond to situations and not react to the situation then your marriage is inevitably going to improve. When both of you as individuals have the ability to make better decisions because you have a higher level of emotional intelligence, you understand the consequence of your decisions and you're able to make those decisions from a place of intelligence and you choose to respond to the situation and not react to it. I'm telling you, if you can't see that that's the way to grow your marriage, then I don't know what to say right now. That is absolutely the way. And once you have those skills, once you have those skills as the individual, then we can come together with interpersonal skills and collective skills. How, now we know how to communicate with ourselves. Now we know how to respond to ourselves. Now we know how to control our own responses and reactions. Now we can come together as a unit, as a couple, and we can start to add more skills, more skills, more skills. And that's when it really, really starts to get good. So whether you're an individual going through this or whether you're a couple, it doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, I'm working with you as an individual. As far as I'm concerned, we're going through this as an individual. And once we have those individual skills nailed, then we move on to the couple skills to where we really build the foundation of a really strong marriage that neither hell nor high water can come against. It's, it's going to stand against anything. It's the strong wall that defends your family against everything out there. So hopefully that helps. There is hope for you. If you are single, if you are doing this alone right now, this is for you. We're going to cover this and uh, there is hope for you. Never give up. And hopefully that helps you. That is the solution to how to bring a marriage back if you're working by yourself. And of course, we're going to cover, uh, that's a high level view, right? That's kind of a strategic view. This is the strategy of how you do it. We're going to go into detail of how to do that in our marriage retreat. 
if you haven't registered for that, there's a link somewhere around here. Go ahead and register for that completely free. And if you're registered, I'll see you there. We're going to go into a lot of detail about the actual how do you do that? What are some of the changes that you need to make? How can you actually start to work on yourself? And the goal ultimately of our five-day retreat is wherever you are right now, you might be a level two person, you might be a level six person, you might be a level eight person. I don't know where you are, but the goal is to up that. At the end of the five days, wherever you are, we want to up that. If you're a level three person right now, we want to make you a level four or a level five person. If you're a level five, we're going to take you to level six, level seven, and that's how it works, right? Constant incremental improvement and never-ending improvement, never-ending growth to where we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger constantly to where the problems are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's not that the problems are getting smaller, it's all comparative, right? We're just growing as individuals. We're getting bigger, we're getting better. And no longer do we say, I wish this problem was gone, or I wish this problem would go away, or I wish this problem would get smaller. Here's the fact, guys. Here's the facts, friends. Those problems are never going to go away. Those problems are never going to stop. We've just got to get more emotional intelligence. We've just got to become stronger and bigger people to where we can muscle those problems and they just don't torment us anymore. They have no power in our lives because we are bigger than our problems. That's it. God bless you. I hope that helps and I'll see you all very soon.